Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. My name is Cole. My name's Adam. And this week we're going to talk a little bit about the old cognitive bias. Yeah, so if you don't know, if you don't pay attention to psychology, game theory, that kind of stuff, cognitive bias, and this is the textbook definition, is a systematic pattern of deviation from norm or rationality in judgment. And if you don't know what that means, it basically means that reality is something that we perceive. And sometimes our perceptions are flawed because of different reasons. And so we're going to talk about three different, basically, flaws in reasoning that artists will sometimes fall victim to and how that can kind of throw you off your career path a little bit as an artist. And then we'll talk a little bit about how you can combat that and don't let those cognitive biases interrupt your creative path. And so to simplify, it's just thinking about reality in a way that isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how to avoid that because yeah. it's not a great thing to do. All right, let's go for it. So the first one that I want to talk about, and this one is super common, is called confirmation bias. And that is the idea that people seek out information that confirms what they already believe and kind of block out the things that kind of, uh, you know, are contrary to what you already believe. So to simplify, you're talking about when we already believe something and then every time we see a new piece of information that reinforces what we believe, regardless of whether or not what we believe is true. So if we think that all pieces of grass are purple, every time we see a purple blade of grass, we say, see, I told you grass was purple. Yeah, and what that looks like for a lot of artists has to do with the type of person that you are. So a lot of people have this idea that to be, let's say a musician, you need to be young and attractive conventionally and have this certain look. Or maybe if you're gonna be a painter, you need to have this look and be this eccentric personality and be someone who's super outgoing and loud. And those exist. And those do exist, yes. But when you listen to the radio, and you hear them say, oh, this next song is by this 16-year-old Disney star, uh -huh. you're going to go, see, I knew it. You have to be that young, hmm. attractive, whatever, to make it in the music business. And then the next song might be One Republic or Andy Grammer or just some like 40-year-old dude. And you're going to just tune that out because it doesn't play into that bias that you have. Yeah. And the reason that that's dangerous for artists is because you can start to convince yourself that you are not someone who deserves to be an artist because of the person that you are. Yeah. And that can be damaging to your psyche because if you think, oh, well, I'm never going to make it because I'm not like them. Yeah. And you're pointing at this small group of people who aren't the norm in mm -hmm. the art world, but they are the, the exception that you've decided is what you have to be you're going to convince yourself that you don't deserve to be an artist. And, you know, you've used the the kind of cognitive bias that you have to be young and pretty in order to be a popular art, a music artist or, you know, the example you gave of being an eccentric visual artist. And you can ascribe to those realities. And here's the thing, even if you're right about that, I think the question is, okay, well, there's also the reality that there are people who deviate from that. And so it's the opportunity to say, I would actually say that a lot of um, the consistent thread in artists is that they're okay putting their, themselves in front of others, even 
though they aren't those things. And so it's about um, us embracing just who we are. And then also, I think we see the public persona of a lot of artists and we have another cognitive bias, which is, oh, all artists are confident and are okay putting themselves in front of other people. And then we come to the realization that mm, actually all of us have our own insecurities that vary from person to person. And so I think we can create a story um, that gives us permission to back off of becoming who it is that we want to become. And regardless of whether or not those stories are true, I think it's important that we recognize that that's what we're doing, that we're setting up a story uh, in our own mind. And regardless of whether that story is true, is it helping us move forward or is it preventing us from moving forward? Yeah. So be yourself, be comfortable with who you are and don't convince yourself that you don't deserve to be an artist. Second, the next cognitive bias that I want to talk about is survivorship bias. And this is what happens when you basically look at the sum of certain people who did something and the ones that it worked out for are the only ones that you hear stories from. Mm -hmm. uh, so if so, not that people stayed alive, right. it's actually that they went through this and that's how they got to where they are. Right. So like the a non-art example would be if you pulled all the soldiers that came back from a war about how bad it was, you might get one story, but the people who didn't make it back, you're not pulling those people. So your information is very limited because you're only asking the people who made it through. Now in the art world, obviously we're not talking about real life and death situations, but there are situations where people go out of their way to try something crazy. Like they sell every possession that they own they move to a new city, they leave their family behind, and they just risk it all and try something nuts, right? And it might work out. And then those people have a crazy interesting story. So they're on TV, they're on the internet, they're on the radio talking about, oh, this person did that. And they, you know, tried all this crazy risky stuff and it paid off. Right. And that story is interesting and it's compelling. But for every one of those stories, there's a story that's, yeah, I put my head down. I worked hard on my art. I stayed right where I was. I didn't ditch my family. I didn't sell my house and my car. And I just worked hard for a long time. And eventually I got the art career that I wanted. Yeah. That story is not exciting. It doesn't play into that like survivorship bias that we want to see. But those people are out there too. So I think a lot of artists convince themselves, well, I can't move to LA. I can't move to New York. I can't move to wherever it is and just ditch my family and, you know, put all my eggs in that one basket. So I'll never be an artist. Mm -hmm. or I'll never be a professional artist. Yeah. I'll never be successful. So. And we, we like extravagant stories. Uh, media likes to publish extravagant stories. And so it's not even survivorship bias. It's also just selection of what, bleeds leads or you know the extravagant story is going to be the one that gets clicks and as gets sold in a magazine or those kinds of stories and so you know those stories are going to be told more frequently than yeah i just worked really hard every day in my studio until i was really good at this thing and then people started noticing the art that i was making yeah i mean that's definitely true and taking stupid risks because it worked out for somebody else is not a uh, good planning you know it's not a good way to kind of work on your art career in like a predictable way where you're repeating a process to grow and become 
a better artist and a more popular artist or whatever it is that you want to do. So, you know, for each one of those people that does that, there's people who do that. And then two years later, they move home and regret doing all that because it actually ended up setting them back. Yeah. And number three is the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. And that is basically a fallacy that we convince ourselves that because we've put time and effort and money into something and it's not working, that we still need to keep doing that because if we don't, then that money and time that we already put into it is wasted. But at the end of the day, when you get stuck in that cycle, then you actually end up wasting more time, more money and more effort instead of moving on and just letting that be what it was. Mm -hmm. So as an artist, it is okay to pivot to a new project or a new idea even if you've already put time and effort into the one that you're working on now, if you see that it's not working out. And the reason that that's important is because as artists, there's not like a clear roadmap for your career that you can like print a PDF and read it and follow these 10 steps and you'll be a professional artist. You're in charge of kind of making your path and building that career from kind of nothing. So you need to be able to assess what you're doing, assess the cost benefit of something and really like be realistic with yourself and tell yourself, Hey, you know what? I've put a lot of time into this piece of work, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to deliver the results that I need for my career. So I'm going to let it be what it is now. And maybe I'm going to work on something else. And that doesn't mean as soon as a project gets hard, you give up on it. But it does mean take stock of what you're doing, where your effort is going, and make sure that the things that you're doing are serving that greater career and looking at reality and the world around you and really being able to assess what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, you may hear these things and think, well, I've done that or I'm doing that right now. And then we can fall into another unhelpful way of thinking, which is, well, I've failed. Well, I've done it wrong. So if you've heard these things today and you're like, oh, I'm doing that right now or I've done that in the past, like move on from it. Don't, don't wallow in it. Don't, um, don't allow yourself to fall into a place of guilt or shame about it. Um, just recognize, Hey, maybe in the past, uh, I was like this, but now I am growing and I'm learning new things. And as a result of that growth and as a result of that learning, I'm able to move forward into a new way of working, a new way of being and a new way of thinking. As always, it's really amazing to hang out with you. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Podcast, and we'll see you next week.